Good morning. It is seven minutes after nine o'clock. Glad to be with you. Hope you all had a terrific holiday weekend, both Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah. I guess that's three. That's not both. Uh, and whatever else, whatever else, whatever else you may be celebrating. Uh, we've got uh, Kevin McCarthy. Is is he going to make it? Is he going to be speaker? Uh, why they're really uh, vilifying the more conservative Republicans who are opposed to it. We'll chat about that in a few minutes. Also, we'll we'll talk about George Santos. He is the uh, mendacious uh, member of Congress that ran as a Republican in New York. I have, a, I, I guess, a slightly different take on him, although I am curious about what you think. We'll uh, we'll get to that this morning as well. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I'm going to start off with the uh, the Speaker of the House, uh, because the Republicans are, uh, well, I, I guess to say disarray would be an understatement. Uh, by the way, Brian, um, I, I don't know if it's glad to see you or not. I'm, I mean, no, it's not. It's, it's uh, been it's been a nice, wonderful uh, ten been, days or so. And it's been fantastic. Now, after yeah, back now to this. it's like, geez, you know, we got to get a curtain for that. I know. Window. Please Just seal that right off. All right. Um, so, in the final hour of the program, and we'll try to carry part of this if they can get to a vote quickly enough. The Republicans are going to try to decide who the new Speaker of the House should be. McCarthy's almost got it, but not quite. And there's a conservative caucus that are opposed to him. And it sounds you know, it sounded like there was only five, now I guess it's 15. I'm not sure where the momentum goes. But five declared themselves no votes. They just are not going to vote for him. He can't afford to lose five. Uh, this is Andy Biggs, uh, Matt Getz, uh, Ralph Norman, Matt Rosendale, Bob Good. They have vowed uh, to vote uh, for a speaker. Uh, they've all voted, uh, decided they're not, they're not going the McCarthy route. So, nothing will get done. And the, the mainstream Republican Party is vilifying these guys. I, I I kind of admire them. They're standing on principle. They're more conservative. And they really want to stand on principle. And what's happening is they're being vilified. They're, they're being told they're the bad guys. And how dare they stay? You know, we could be moving on to investigations and we can't do anything. We can't swear anybody in. We can't do a thing until we find out who the speaker is and you're getting in McCarthy's way. I'm not going to vilify them. I'm, I'm going to tell you that I kind of admire them. This is what they think. They think McCarthy is going to, you know, just be the same old, same old that the Republicans have been giving us for years. And they don't want that. Their people elected them to be real, small government advocates, and that's what they want. So now they've got to figure out who they're going to run, and they say in the second vote you'll find out who they're going to run. Uh, some, uh, some people are thinking uh, Jim Jordan from Ohio. Uh, Steve Scalise is a possibility. 
So I'm curious about whether or not you think they should just throw in the towel and vote for McCarthy so they can get things moving. Should they stand on principle? And if they do, who would you like them to nominate? And please do not call me up and say Donald Trump to be Speaker of the House. It is, I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to happen. It's, it's a pipe dream if you believe it. It's not going to happen. Realistically, should they throw in the towel? Should they stand on principle? And if they do, who would you like to see them nominate to be Speaker of the House? 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Give me your opinion. What do you think? Are they are they just being cretins, uh, kind of stopping up the works? Are they the good guys because they're standing on principle? Uh, and if they are, who would you like to see be the next Speaker of the House? Also, and we'll probably get to this in the next hour of the program, there is one state where you can't trust what your doctor is going to say. <clears throat> where it will be illegal for your doctor to be honest with you. Yeah, I know that's hard to believe, but it is true. Um, Brian, are they sort of, well, you know what? You go ahead. I, the phones are uh, are going like crazy, and I, I don't want to interrupt you. But uh, these guys are, are they're on, standing on principle. They do not want McCarthy. They think he's a sellout. Well, should they just? swallow it and go for it and say, all right, McCarthy is it because we got to move along. We've got a lot of stuff to do in the next two years or stand on principle. And then who do you want to be the Speaker of the House? 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. Are they standing on principle, Brian, or are they just messing up the works? Man, I tell you, it just seems like they don't want change. It's like, yeah, let's just keep doing what we've been doing and, you know, hope everything works out. Why? I mean, why don't they really do something for a change? Like, put <laughs> Jim Jordan in charge. <laughs> <laughs> really? Do something? Yes, yeah. anything. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. All right, let me go to the phones here. We'll kick it off with Roger. By the way, you can also go to GaryNolan.com. Send me a message. It'll pop up right here in studio. Roger, good morning. How are you? Hey, doing great, Gary. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, I think it shows a lot that McCarthy did not want to make many changes or any changes until he's been forced to by these six or five or six or whatever uh, conservatives, which means to me he, he doesn't really have much leadership. And I'd much rather see Jim Jordan as speaker. Jim Jordan. So stand on principle, uh, and, uh, and and Jim Jordan would be the guy you would like to see. Not yeah, Steve Scalise. I don't, uh, yeah, I could take Scalise, but I'd rather, rather see Jim Jordan do it. I, I really like that guy. And, uh, you know, like I say, McCarthy didn't want to make changes. That's the problem. And... Well, the root, the root of the problem, so to speak, is the changes that Pelosi has put in over the years, like proxy voting and and things like and proxy committee hearings. I guess it's uh, 
you know, the, the place is a rat's nest of swamp creatures, and I think uh, that uh, Jordan would, would change a lot of that. All right. Roger, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let's get a woman's point of view. We'll jump down to Ann. Ann, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Hey, Gary. Good. Yeah. Um, is it true that you can vote for anybody for speaker? Yeah. Okay. I would like to see Candace Owens. <laughs> oh, that, that would, would stir be, things up. That would sure stir things up. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, frankly, I, I think I should be that. speaker, but uh, but I'll settle for well, Candace Owens. Yeah, she's got it going on. She's young. She's um, smart. And um, I would love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> but, and a black woman. How could a Democrat turn down a black woman? Right. Oh. That's my vote. <laughs> All right, and thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Are they screwing up the works by standing on principle, or are they doing the right thing? And if they're doing the right thing, who do you think should be Speaker of the House, if not McCarthy? 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer, Radio Network. Well, it is going to be interesting. Around 11 o'clock Central Time... When the Republicans meet to vote on Speaker of the House, there are five at least Republicans, and they're saying there's even more, maybe 10 or 15, that will not vote for McCarthy. So they're being, well, vilified because they don't think he's really going to be a conservative. It's just going to be the same game over and over again. Uh, Tony sent me a message. He said no to McCarthy. I'd like to see Jordan or Scalise. Uh, Scalise says no. He's not going to. He he's he's supporting uh, Jim. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, McCarthy. So who would you like to see as Speaker of the House if these Republicans have their way, or are they just obstructionists? Should they just give it up? I kind of admire them. I may not agree with everything they that they want, but standing on principle is challenging. It really is tough because you know you're the obstacle. You're you're not playing the game, and so you get vilified. Now this guy needs 218 votes. He can't afford to lose many. He loses four or five votes. He's in trouble. And, you know, if they make some parliamentary mistake, if they make some tiny error, a Democrat could end up Speaker of the House. Should they cave? Should they stand on principle? If they stand on principle, who do you want as Speaker of the House? They, they have not announced their candidate to, uh, to replace uh, McCarthy. And the, their argument is, if we tell you in advance who it is, they'll gear up the anti-whoever-it-is campaign to vilify him or her. So we're going to play it close to the vest. You'll find out on the second vote. I would love to see that happen in the final hour of this program. Because that's when it's going to start. That's when it's going to kick off. Well, time will tell. 874-9390. 800 529 5572. 
Should they throw in the towel? Should they go ahead and vote for McCarthy? Should they stand their ground? And if they do, who do you want to see as Speaker of the House? Now, I, um, I also want to uh, talk for a minute about the uh, latest uh, and most mendacious member of the House of Representatives. Because this ties in. Scalise isn't saying a word about George Santos because he doesn't want to alienate him. He may need his vote. But everybody is upset with Santos. Me, not so much. I'll tell you why in a few minutes. Don, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you this morning? I'm fine, Gary. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. Uh, I... You know, uh, I heard Ann call in about, uh, oh, can't think of her name Candace now. Owens. Yes, Candace Owens. That'd be a great uh, choice. What I've found out, and I hope my wife's not listening, is oh. that women are really organized. They can get things done. And, I, you know, they're, they're so much better than men at so many things. And organization is one. And that's what you're going to need here. The other thing, if it's not Candace, uh, I like Jim Jordan. He, uh, you really never see him in a suit coat. He's got a, a shirt on. It, sometimes his sleeves are rolled up. He, you know, he's he's a worker. Uh, he's a bulldog, and I don't know what. Somehow, I'd like to him have a lot to do with what goes on this year. And Kevin McCartney or McCarthy, you know. Last year was a failure, so why give him another chance? You know, let's get somebody else. Okay, Coach, throw me in. All right, gotcha. Don, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Tim, on the Speaker of the House, should they just throw in the towel and get it over with? Uh, should they stand on principle? And if they do, who should they nominate? They should stand on principle. And Jordan is probably the best person for the job. But I would really like to see him bring in somebody from the outside that doesn't have a, a state that he has to represent. Just basically organize stuff the way it needs to be done. And I was thinking, if we really want to mess with the Democrats, bring in Carrie Lake. Oh, my God. They would, they would hemorrhage. <laughs> there would be blood coming out of their ears. Can you uh, imagine the committee she would put together right away? <laughs> woo. Yeah, that, and she's, I, yeah, I got to tell you, I'm impressed by her. She really is good. All right. Tim, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, final call on this is from Jerry. Welcome, Jerry. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Good morning. Uh, I believe that McCarthy's had his chance. He could have gotten rid of Obamacare. He never did anything for us. Get rid of him. Put Jordan in. Interesting. Well, we'll see what they do. We'll try and uh, carry as much of it as we can in the final hour of the program. Jerry, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. George Santos. Uh, and again, we're back with a question. Should the Republicans reject George Santos? Uh, we don't know anything about George Santos. We don't know if he's really gay, bisexual, or straight. We don't know what religion he is. Uh, we don't know where he's... I mean, his, he's lied about all of this stuff, where he worked, what his uh, education is. Uh, he has done nothing but lie like crazy. Um, in fact, that should be his, uh, his nickname, Lilac, because he can lie like crazy. He um, has caused quite a stir 
I'm not. I'm not sure <laughs> that uh, this uh, prevaricating is really a bad sign for him. Uh, I wrote this uh, on LinkedIn. Why are Democrats and Republicans so upset with George Santos? This newly elected mendacious member of Congress has displayed the necessary skills to be a leader in Congress. Every Republican who proclaimed they were small government advocates and signed on to the omnibus bill were liars, too. Joe Biden prevaricated for decades about his own history. All Mr. Santos has done is display a willingness to play the game early. Hey, he's just doing what leadership has been doing for decades. He's lying. The question, of course, is, is he really a conservative? Is he really a Republican? I, don't, I have no idea. He's kind of a pig in the polk. But my question to you is, should they swear him in or not? Should McCarthy make a statement or not? 874-9390-800-529-5572. He is, uh, he is definitely a liar. Uh, Ralph, Jeff Smith, uh, I think uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington for speaker. Anyone who isn't statist suits me. Uh, Judy, I've never trusted McCarthy, but I definitely prefer Jordan. Anson says the conservatives should obstruct the vote for speaker. The House can't conduct business without a speaker. Best case, if they spend more time voting on a speaker and less time taking our money. Uh, Gary would like to see Jim Jordan or McCar uh, McCarthy, he says, is useless. Well, what about Mr. Santos? Should they reject him? Should, I mean, the guy, it, it, he's a mystery. Wrapped in a riddle, you know the old uh, quote. We really don't know much about him. Everything he told us it turns out to be a lie. Should they reject him? Should the Republicans reject him? 874-9390-800-529-5572. You know, the irony is, Brian, he, he might not really be a Republican at all. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking. Uh, he could be a Democrat in Republicans' clothing. We've seen a lot of that. We've seen a lot of that. Um, you know, I, I think it's up to the people in his district. Uh, it, it, by the way, if I ever run for office, I want the people who did his opposition research uh, to be doing mine. I, how did they miss all this? There's some little newspaper... Uh, that covered all this, that exposed it, nobody paid any attention. Who, who did the oppo research? Whoever his opponents are, they're probably kicking themselves in the derriere going, Why, how come we didn't look this up? Why didn't we realize this? I don't know. I think he's displayed leadership qualities that Democrats and Republicans alike can admire his ability to prevaricate <laughs> just amazing and he won uh, in New York no less oh lord alright um, we've got um, 18 Republican senators who are turncoats when it comes to the second amendment we'll talk about that uh, we've also got a, a, a trans having menstrual cramps 
All coming up on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 935. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, what state can you, you know, visit your doctor and not get an honest answer? California. Uh, they passed legislation that went into effect. Uh, and basically, uh, <clears throat> if a doctor doesn't agree with the consensus about the mRNA vaccine, uh, he'll lose his license or she. So if you ask the doctor, is this a good idea or a bad idea? And the doctor thinks it's a bad idea. He can't come out and tell you that. How insane is this? That they're telling doctors what they can and cannot say to their patients. And they'll lose their license. If you've listened to this program for any length of time at all, you know that I don't agree with government licensing occupations, including medical or legal. There's a much better way to do it. Uh, have... Uh, some medical organization give a, you know, credential. Here we're the AMA and we think this is a real doctor who does uh, really good things and, and has a good education and we like him. Uh, and somebody else, maybe just as good, but doesn't, you know, doesn't get the license and they can charge less. Uh, who knows? All kinds of options. But when the state has a license and you can't practice unless you have it, when they yank the license, you're out of business. And who doesn't want to be able to trust their doctors? Uh, some doctors are literally trying to skate this stupidity in California with this response. Quote, I'm at risk of losing my license if I express my honest opinion to you. Therefore, I will not express my opinion and allow you to make your own decision. That's literally what they have to do to prevent the state from yanking their license. How insane is that? When I was talking about this earlier with Brian, uh, he said, "What? How, how, who could? Where would they do this?" And I said, "California." He went, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like, yeah, that that makes sense. That makes perfect sense now. <laughs> That's where they would do it. Uh, let's see. On Santos, Larry says Santos lying is a resume enhancement for House leadership. He is prime material for a chair position on the ethics committee. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Chris says on Santos, uh, when thinking about how should the Republicans handle the problem, I say WWDD, what would Democrats do? Come on down, Congressman. Uh, Anna says, uh, not McCarthy or Santos for speaker. Jim has new blood and leadership. Jim Jordan, I assume, she's responding to or referring to. Uh, all right, just a, a few of the things that uh, I want to talk about. We're, we're talking about uh, the stupidity in, uh, in California about um, doctors being able to talk about vaccines. There is a piece in the Wall Street Journal today. Public health experts are sounding the alarm about a new Omicron variant. Uh, they're calling it XBB. And it is rapidly spreading across, uh, across uh, the Northeast 
Uh, some studies suggest it is different from the original COVID strain from Wuhan as the uh, 2003 SARS virus. Should Americans be worried? Well, it isn't clear that it is any more lethal than other variants, but its mutations enable it to evade antibodies from prior infection and vaccines, as well as existing monoclonal antibody treatments. Growing evidence also suggests that repeated vaccinations, get ready for this, may make people more susceptible to XBB and could be fueling the virus's rapid evolution. What? The shot might not be good for you? And we're not talking about, uh, you know, some wacko, you know, offbeat report here. We're talking the Wall Street Journal. Prior to Omicron's emergence in November 2021, there were only four variants of concern, Alpha, Beta, Delta, and Gamma. Only Alpha and Delta caused uh, surges of infections globally, but Omicron has begotten numerous descendants, many of which have popped up in different regions of the world, curiously bearing some of the same mutations. Such rapid and simultaneous emergence of multiple, uh, multiple variants with enormous growth advantages is unprecedented. A December 19 study in the journal Nature notes, under selective evolutionary pressure, the virus appears to have developed mutations that enable it to transmit more easily and escape antibodies elicited by vaccines or prior infections. They also posit that immune imprinting may be contributing to the viral evolution. Vaccines do a good job of training the immune system to remember and knock out the original Wuhan uh, virus, uh, but when uh, the new markedly different strains come along, the immune system responds less effectively. Wow, that's quite an admission. I'm not sure what the answer is. I really am not. Uh, but you get to make up your own mind. Vaccinate or not vaccinate. Uh, I stopped. I was vaccinated. I was boosted. I'm through. Um, my choice now is to not let them stick me with uh, another one of those uh, mRNA boosters. And I certainly, and I'm not a doctor, don't, you know, don't take this to the bank. You make up your own mind. But if I were a young guy uh, or anybody under the age of, say, 50 or 60, I wouldn't get it. I just wouldn't get it. Too many people having heart problems. But speaking of which, were you watching the game yesterday, Brian? I certainly was, yes. That was uh, disturbing. Wow. I have never seen anything like that before. Um, if if you're just uh, if you if you're not a football fan, you hadn't been watching. Um, a player uh, took a hit to the chest and apparently um, had a heart attack. Uh, the, now the last thing I heard is that he is. Uh, uh, I guess he's recovering, but. Uh, it, it's in critical condition. 
Dr. Peter McCullough uh, wrote, uh, I watched the play live both as a fan and a cardiologist. I saw blunt neck and chest trauma, a brief recovery after the tackle, then a classic cardiac arrest. Uh, I've communicated to one of the most experienced trainers in the world, and we agree it was, it was a heart attack, cardiac arrest in the setting of a big surge of adrenaline. If Damar Hamil Hamlin indeed took a COVID-19 vaccine, <clears throat> excuse me, then subclinical vaccine-induced myocarditis must be considered in the deferential diagnosis. I'm not, I'm not ready to, to go blame it on the vaccine. I'm really not, but it was it was a pretty a pretty bad hit and a pretty bad conclusion, uh, and then they stopped the game. Uh, can you remember a time when they stopped a game like that, where they ended a game that? You know, oddly enough, we were asking that very question, uh, Denise and me, last night. Is, has this ever happened before? And oddly enough, it has. Fifty-one years ago, a player died on the field. Uh, Chuck Hughes. Um, and the NFL did not cancel the game. They kept going. It was between Cincinnati and, let's see, not, no, it wasn't. It was between the Bears and the Lions back in 1971. So, yeah, that was this was remarkable. And I don't know what, it, what took so long for them to say, okay, guys, we're, we're not going to continue here. You know, it's one thing for one, some player to be carted off in a, one of their carts, but this was obviously entirely different story when the ambulance was on the field with all this medical equipment and it's like yeah this is this is over and so i was kind of surprised that it took them so long to make the decision game is done we'll reschedule this at another time but i guess there was a lot of communication going on between the nfl and different teams and a lot of playoff considerations here as well so i think they're still trying to decide when are we going to play this game? We have to play it. I mean, yeah. You think was, they should have played through like they did no, in 1971? No, I, don't, I don't think so. You, it's, it, you know, you, you expect to see that hand come up and, and little waves. Everybody knows you're, uh, you, you're basically, you're, you're, you're okay. And his hand did not come up. No. It was, um, actually, they panned away and they deliberately did not show any of the... Um, them doing CPR, it, not that they should have, but you know now they're saying that don't don't post that video on the internet. It's disrespectful to the player and the team, and you know if anything, post you know a picture of this player and think good thoughts, that kind of thing. Well, I I certainly do hope that he uh, that he recovers. Um, I think it had to do with where he got hit and how he got hit. Uh, and the timing, based on everything I'm reading. Yeah, they said that the uh, the hit interrupted the normal heart rhythm somewhere. Uh, experts have concluded that, you know, you hit him at just the wrong time, and his heartbeat became irregular and stopped, and they had to restart it again. And then he wasn't breathing for a time there, and I guess they had to go on life support, and according to the latest reports... It sounds like he's going to be okay, but I, I can't make that determination just based on what I've read that, you know, they're watching him closely and things are getting back to normal as quickly as they can. Well, uh, you know, if it, were, if it were you and it was the hit to the chest, would you come back and play again? 
you mean... Uh, You're a football player. You take the hit like he did. You have that heart attack, but you survive it. No, no, I think I'd be sitting the re- at least the rest of the game out. I would. Be, well, no, I'm talking about would you come back and play next season or? Would oh you yeah, have, yeah, you would yeah, absolutely, yeah. I would think once if I got by uh, and survived, it would be enough. Like you know, I don't really, I don't need to take that chance again. Just yeah, so. I mean, I think it's probably one of these fluke type of things that are, that occur. The chances of it happening again, yeah. Probably like lightning. All right, we're up against the clock. We got to take a quick break. Eight seven four ninety three ninety toll free eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Menstrual cramps in the news. Next is it's, it's nine fifty three. Glad to have you with us. Eight seven four ninety three ninety. The toll free number is eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Uh, Brian and I chatting uh, during the break in the outer studio about uh, Medicaid. Uh, the uh, apparently we're about to uh, to hit a milestone uh, in a country of uh, 330 million. We are about to hit 100 million Americans, about a third of the population, on Medicaid. Um, that's, co- I mean that's staggering, isn't it? One you, third. One third. That has to be wrong. No, the the Foundation for Government Accountability. Reported that uh, enrollment for Medicaid is going to reach 100 million in about uh, 76 days, based on its uh, enrollment countdown clock. But uh, the FGA uh, also reported that an amendment to the omnibus spending bill will allow states to reevaluate who's eligible uh, for Medicaid. And 21 million uh, enrollees currently are considered to be ineligible. Uh, but the Biden administration is kind of slow walking this, hoping that the states will too. So they can keep this up. So if you've got roughly a third of Americans, uh, about 100 million on Medicaid, and then you take all the seniors who are on Medicare, and then you, you, you look at what's left, they've almost got their single-payer health care. They have, they have practically covered the country. With government health care, man, oh man, that that is that is terrifying. When you realize how much money the federal government is spending um, on 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 Medicaid, it'll terrify you. You you you'll be stunned. Uh, it's it's uh, sixteen billion dollars a month. <laughs> that's that's that incremental drumbeat towards single payer, like you mentioned. That they hope you don't notice, and all of a sudden we're all in a government-run program. Yeah. Now that's sixteen billion dollars a month, Brian. Yep. That's for those twenty-one million ineligible enrollees who are on it. That's not the whole price. That's just for that twenty-one million ineligible enrollees. Who, because of the uh, uh, the uh, China flu, were allowed to get on the system? That is why we are on the precipice of bankruptcy as a feder- as as a government, because we just keep doing this. 
We just keep spending money. We just keep thinking, oh, the government's going to help us. They're going to bail us out. No, they can't. Um, I'll tell you who's going to be in trouble this year. Small businesses. Wall Street Journal had a great piece on this as well. Happy New Year, or if you're in business, unhappy new tax year. American employers are getting hit in 2023 with a variety of tax increases, even as the risk of a recession rises among, uh, along with interest rates. So if you're in a small business person, you're going to see these tax hikes, and you're going to suffer from inflation, uh, all while a recession is, you know, right here. Uh, capital expensing, which is the, uh, the biggest business tax hit, is uh, the end of uh, full immediate expensing for equipment. The 2017 tax reform spurred investment by letting businesses immediately deduct the full cost of hardware. So if you're, you know, you got to go out and buy a trenching machine uh, because you're laying pipe, you write it off. Now, well, it's not going to work so well. Um, you know, if you buy a vehicle, uh, you're in trouble. The policy is set to phase out. Uh, the maximum yearly deduction drops uh, to 80%, and it will continue to decrease each year till it disappears in 2026. Uh, it, it, they're, they're working to destroy the marketplace, all the while pretending that businesses are the greedy bad guys. R&D expensing, um, this, uh, this hit, writes the Wall Street Journal, has already arrived. January 2022 marks the end of full expensing for corporate research and development, a benefit that began in 1954. Companies could previously deduct R&D spending from their next tax bill, but they now have to spread the deduction over several years. You want companies to be liquid enough to do this. That's how you create new products and improve old ones. Interest expensing, the cap on business interest deduction dropped last year uh, when the formula changed to exclude amortization. Uh, this is uh, justifiable as part of tax reform since the tax code shouldn't have a subsidy for debt over equity, but the timing right now, not so good. Uh, so if you're a small business person, hang on to your gotchies because it's, it's not looking good. It looks like it's going to be a, literally a challenge to stay in business. 874-9390-800-529-5572. Charity and capitalism versus government help. Next. This is The Gary Nolan Show. 